0: Welcome to another episode of PR Girl Rant. Today's guest is Portia Lynette Green, CEO and owner of Purpose PR Agency, LLC. With 25 years of experience in public relations, marketing, and community relations, her services range from community outreach, corporate fundraising, media personalities, red carpet services, social media marketing, and management. Purpose PR Agency is focused on entertainment, media personalities, business owners, authors, motivational speakers, and influencers. Portia is also the founder of the Purposeful Portia and I Am Beautiful on Purpose, a workshop and movement centered around self-love. It was great catching up with her. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome, Portia. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on an episode of PR Girl Rant. This is amazing, and um, I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you again for the support, and um, you know, lending me your time. Absolutely, I wouldn't have it any other way. So, talk to me. Tell me what's going on. How have you been? We are all in this together, as they say. How are you doing?
1: i'm actually doing pretty well you know um i will say as many people like oh it's a hard time i've been blessed enough to kind of prepare before COVID even happens um so right now um my children are healthy they're well i'm healthy i'm well my parents are healthy and well and um I I can't say anymore. I know, you know, we have bad moments. Um, I think the homeschool has been a challenge for me at first. (laughs) Uh Um, But overall, uh, with all sincerity, I would say um, I'm doing okay. I really am doing okay.
0: Good. I'm happy to hear that. It is a time when you have to, you know, ask people, how they're doing. And hopefully they say really how they mean and just don't say I'm okay. But I right. can hear through the, you know, through my speakers that you are okay. You're, I feel like you're smiling. So I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am.
0: Good. So tell me a little bit about your journey to PR and how you started and you know, what brought you to.
1: So it's so funny because I have always wanted to be in marketing, public relations, communications. That was my major in um, college. And I originally started off as a journalism major. Okay. I w- and I went to Virginia Union. I was at a an HBCU. And what I found is when I would leave the campus and go to uh, VCU, which was the predominantly white college across the way, I realized that they weren't going to push the black journalists, they weren't going to push them at all. They they were more concentrating on the white journalists, the white reporters, and I knew that I didn't have the temperament for that because I, Jersey girl, have a mouth. So <laughs> I figured, <laughs> I figured, you know, what else are you good at, Porsche? And I know that I'm a great um, communicator by people telling me that, and um, I love people. So I mm-hmm. sat back with um, my professor at um, Virginia Union, I was looking at different avenues. I had been transferred to Stockton University in Jersey, in Atlantic City. Um, and I originally wanted to go to Temple, but they were on strike. So we're talking in the 90s.
0: Oh, wow. So,
1: so when I went to Stockton, um, I came across communications. And with communications, it's so broad. You have to be specific about what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And so I started off with the radio, radio personalities, voiceovers, because I can imitate or mimic voices. At the time, I was always doing Rosie Perez.
0: That was my my (laughs) go-to
1: with Mookie or whatever on the radio. And then um, writing for the media, public speaking. And so um, my one professor, he said to me, I you have to look at a business side of this mass communication. So I need you to focus on marketing or public relations or and he, he force fed me because of my personality.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, when I went, I did my internship at BET in 94. So we're talking about the OJ trial. That's when that was ha- happening. Wow. And so when I went to BET, there was two, like at that time it was in Virginia. It was, marketing. So that taught me the power of networking and all that stuff. But then there was like two or three people that worked in the cubicle side of public relations. And I just love the fact that they were telling the story of what black entertainment television was. Mm-hmm. More so than the people who were out selling um, the, the network, um, trying to get, you know, sponsorship. I learned how to be on the golf field and have uh networking opportunities, but my draw was to public relations. So when I came back to college after my internship that summer, I started focusing more so on you know the storytelling side. Now we're t- talking 94. That was it wasn't real popular like it is like everybody now wants to be a publicist. But then it made it again everybody. <laughs> everybody and their mom just because you're doing well social media wasn't even a thing with us. Mm-hmm. But we were very um we were taught basically the grind of it. And I mean, the humility of being an intern, the humility of learning how to write a press release, um, the humility of learning how to schedule and tell the story and break the story apart and teaching people how teaching people that your client is dating the community. You have to put them in front of people in order to know who they are or You know what I learned is that people in public relations are tongue in cheek to say beautiful liars. Mm -hmm. What they, what you do bad, they make it look good. What you do good, (laughs) they make it look great. And so they twist the story. They're manipulators. That's what the spin doctor is, right? Exactly, exactly to make the best of you. Always stand out. They're like the cleanup people. Uh, if you, if, you know, you have to come in if there's a case and it's bad, we have to hurry up and swipe it up. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know how to put my foot in it um, on the major entertainment side. So I kind of like, I, after college, I kind of, of course, everyone. I moved to Atlanta. I was like the last freak Nick. So we're talking about 95. So that's when I lived in Atlanta and everybody and their mom was trying to get in the marketing field. But for me, when I came back home to Jersey in like 96, 97, I, land, um, I landed a gig at Comcast Okay. in South Jersey. You know, I'm originally from North Jersey. I'm from East Orange, but I moved to like Wowingboro and then I moved to Woodbury, the whole South Jersey area. Um, and I learned storyboarding. And that I added that feature to my mass communications background, a little bit of journalism that I had as well as marketing and PR. So I kind of touched everything. Nice. And I fell in love with it because I was able to control the story. That's really why I loved it. I was able to be in entertainment, but not to be the entertainer Sweet. and, love it. <laughs> and to help tell their story um, in the way that it can be believable. Like I want it to be the matchmaker Wow, is really how it is. Yeah.
0: Just right there. I love the way you put that together because that was a story in itself. Oh, and, <laughs> and Every time I talk to you, I feel like I find something else that we have in common. So I- in terms of me finding where I wanted to be, I had a little different um, path, but mm-hmm. I went to Lincoln University, All right. but, I, mm-hmm, but I wanted to go to Temple because I wanted to do, when I thought of communications, the only vision I had was I wanted to be on air. I wanted to be an anchor, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. And as shy as I was... I still wanted to be an anchor, like I wanted to have that crazy, you know, anchor hair, news lady hair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Temple was like my thing, but I didn't get into Temple, and I Mm -hmm. got into Lincoln. But what I was gonna do at Lincoln was go to Lincoln. But the way you got in, you did your first semester, Mm -hmm. and and you can take classes because they were right there. You know what I mean? I was Mm -hmm. in, you know, they were very close. I can do my first year and then go to um to Temple. But that didn't pan out. But I love that you touched every corner of, you know, what communications can be, because I didn't really realize, and I think that was um, one of my drawbacks, not Mm -hmm. realizing how broad mass communications was and so much that I can do. So Mm -hmm. I went from, you know, wanting to be, I didn't want to be a journalist. I was like, no, that's not it, but I wanted to be a broadcaster. Mm -hmm. But then I got into wanting to do TV and film, Mm, mm -hmm, i was mm -hmm. like oh that's another space yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i found a love and passion for that kind of storytelling for the visual part of it Mm -hmm. and um you know i did my whatchamacallit, i did an internship at mtv i worked Mm -hmm. Mm there so we Mm -hmm. kind of sort of had the same path it's just that you were really strategic and kind of um focused on a few different things and pulled out one. I was just like, I don't know. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. Mm-hmm. And then I landed my first internship at a communications um, event planning firm. And that's when the real bug hit. I was like, I can do event wow. planning. Yes. I can do event production. And I'm going to yes. PR on the side because I hadn't decided to do that yet. I didn't decide that till years later when I decided mm-hmm. to leave that company and say, you know what? I can do this. I'm going to become, and I was one of those, I'm going to become a publicist. But mm-hmm. what I did have in my back pocket, I had the training from my mentors who are still like my best friends and sisters now, I knew what it was. It wasn't like I was just jumping in like some, you know, some of our, the people that we, Come encounter with to say I'm just jumping in. So
1: yeah, and I have all this experience. But you know, it's so crazy that you said something because listen, like I said, I wanted to go to temple, but they were on strike. Do you remember that strike Mm -hmm. was a big strike and you couldn't even get in? (laughs) Yeah. But let me tell you, I before there was a big thing about vision boards. I've always been blessed. Well, I'll just say I'm a a PK. I'm a pastor's kid. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I already knew about like the whole speaking things into existence, writing your vision board, having goals and plans, and I was really headstrong with that. I Ended up having my senior year, my internship at Temple University, nice. and I did it with um, WRITM with uh, Tiffany Bacon. Okay, who was um, the voice personality um, uh, at the time, and we ended up going to Atlanta. That's why I moved to Atlanta because I went, I went there, saw Emmanuel Lewis and all that stuff, but I had someone, sometimes you just got to have someone kick you in your butt to make you make a a choice and a decision, make you accountable. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. the person was a mentor who was over, um, you know, Temple University radio was Cecilia Tucker, who is, you know, one of my sorors. And she basically, older woman, she was like, look, what are you coming here for? What you, you know, went from Virginia Union to Stockton, what you need with Temple? Like, so she was asking me (laughs) bullhorn questions. They don't even make them like that anymore. Like people don't challenge you not to be disrespectful, but for you to own up to who you really are and what you want to do. And so I, I don't want you to think that I was just like, ta-da. I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I actually put my hand in everything. Mm -hmm. My only regret for um, mass communications or, you know, even public relations that I didn't touch was graphic design.
0: Yeah. I I let
1: my line sister do that. And she went so much further and had so much like she worked for Lucent Technologies. She went from Tokyo to Beijing. She traveled the world and I always, I, I, I always to this day I kick myself but thank God for Canva because (laughs) (laughs) that graphic design it it messes you up like you have to know how to do that stuff definitely
0: I hear you on that you are preaching to the choir because I always thought like darn it I should have done more STEM stuff, but I wasn't good at math. Right. So I was like, uh, mm-hmm. so you stay away, always stay away from the things that, you know, don't, you don't. Away or like, but in hindsight, I wish I had pushed myself into more tech stuff because then yes. right now I would have been, you know, you know, still doing what I love, but maybe flourishing. Cause then I would know the ins and outs of it, but it's not too late though, Portia. It's not too late. Yeah. I think that, um, you just sounded so sure. To me, you sounded sure, but like you said, you don't know until you say things out loud, mm-hmm. but I hear what you're saying. You still had a path of like, you know, I'm going to dabble. I'm going to try this. I'm going to, you know, research all this stuff, but it was nice that you had a mentor to kind of mm-hmm. buckle you down because like you said, we don't have that sometimes And I did in my life have a few people, mm-hmm. that, you know, I had in my, in my arsenal to say, to ask questions to, because sometimes we don't ask the right questions or we just feel that we can do it or whatever the case Mm may be. But it was nice that you had someone to, you know, that
1: you can talk to and get some focus. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Challenge you. I think that's what we're missing these days is the people who have, who have years of experience Mm -hmm. challenge these people that are just stepping in the field, not trying to be rude or discourage them. That's not the case, but challenge them so they won't be just all over the place because it's so easy to be all over the place in PR. It really, really, it really is. is.
0: So tell me, how did you pick a, um, a specialization within PR? Like what's your focus? Like I mine is, you know, lifestyle, beauty, um, entertainment. And of course I do the event stuff, but in PR, those are my focuses. How did you choose?
1: I want to say... And this is not poking fun or being incorrect, but I want to say I have a a blink of ADD. I think because it's like (laughs) I need something to constantly stimulate me, and so I knew that if I just if I just stayed with just entertainment, if I just stayed with beauty, if I stayed as culinary, I would get bored to tears. Okay. So um, for me, being a lifestyle publicist just absolutely made sense because. I was able to go in between different genres, but still have, you know, still be purposeful, no pun on my name, but still be purposeful. Like I I needed to make sure that whatever clients were pouring back into the community, whether it was, um, teaching them or more importantly, pouring back into me, Mm -hmm. like I want to learn from my clients. Um, and so, uh, I made sure that I stayed with what was good with me. Okay. I, have, I have been blessed with the power of networking. So I know that if I can do, I can definitely learn and, and um, strategize and help my clients um, push themselves a lot further with um, social media marketing, social media management, um, as far as the events are concerned all of my lifestyle publicists, they all have an event or I all, I make sure they all have speaking engagements of some sort, you know, like for me, it's kind of like, I do have a strategy plan across the board for all of my clients, but for me, I had to be lifestyle because if not, I would be bored and I would just not want to, uh, I don't want to say do it anymore, but I would probably just say ugh. now. I will say I, I don't do artists. I can't. I can't do artists. I don't have. I've done them. But for me, our life, our our position as a publicist is it's an oxymoron. We give you attention, but we're trying to calm your your ego down. And so when you have <laughs> indep- independent artists, let me correct that. I don't like working with independent artists, brand new artists. Right. Um, working with the brand new independent artists, if they get X amount of followers, they think they made it, and so they don't want to take any advice from Counsel from us, so mm. I already made sure I crossed them off of my lifestyle board. I'll gotcha. deal with culinary, I'll deal with businesses, I'll do CEOs, I'll deal with you know whatever. But as far as independent artists, I'm not doing that. Gotcha, and that's
0: key. I think that sometimes when um, I guess in any career, you you know like doctors, they have a specialization, right? So mm-hmm. I don't feel it's bad to have a specialization. But in you know our case or in your case, being lifestyle, that's covers a bunch it's an umbrella that covers a, d- a couple of different things for me i still put lifestyle in there because i can do a few other things but my focus over the years because people knew me from working at um different agencies and i work with the brands like you know dark and lovely Social mm-hmm. Carson, when they were around you know l'oreal i got put into that um label as um you know beauty beauty, beauty, <laughs> beauty brands all things black yeah. and it was fine because i enjoyed it and i loved it and it was exciting to me i got to meet you know most the most amazing people. So I didn't mind that at all. So I still, you know, believe in my specialization, but now I am looking as I, we were talking earlier before we came on, you know, air that I do want to kind of diversify a little bit mm-hmm. and sort of look at what the offerings, you know, what I'm offering versus what people need. So I want, you know, I want to know what people need and that I could offer that as well, still complying with what I do and not going way outside the boxes. I, that's one thing, you know, I, I have a pet peeve about I can do this I can do that but you're, you, you really can't you can't right. do just because it's hot right now or because mm-hmm. you're just trying to fill in you know like everything is COVID I don't have a doctor under you know under my clientele I don't have that type of expert so therefore I'm not going to just jump in and say oh my client can talk about x when that's not what we do mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. definitely you know believe in working with them her realms
1: and doing what I say I do Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's so key because for a long time, even that's how you met me. I was, um, it was a stigma around me that I just had solely black media clients, mm-hmm. which I had a whole, I will say, you know, that was a blessing for me. I will really <laughs> say I had, um, I had black media, I had reporters, I had red carpet, clients, um, editorial outlets, um, radio personalities, I have them. And because of that, in our circle of PR, it was like, you know, people would come to me because I knew that they can, that I can persuade my clients to put their stuff out. You understand what I'm saying? So that was a blessing for me and I still carry them. But the thing is, is that what people don't understand is that media personalities, which was, I guess, my the thing that people knew Portia of having. that was your niche for a while. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, it still is. It's just that, you know, this COVID has affected everything and everybody. Mm -hmm. And so for media personalities, um, you know, their pay is limited unless they have speaking engagements or unless they are tied to um, an A-list, you know, broadcast station or, or whatever. Like if they're on major payroll, if they're independent, um, media outlets, and it, then it's kind of like if they don't get paid, Porsche doesn't get paid, and that's not how I'm rolling these days. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I love the fact that they, people know me at, for that being my niche. I'm still constantly contacted for it, but I do let people know um, that I have businesses now as right. well. So. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah, we definitely. I love that, and I think that's key with the changes and with everything that's going on past COVID, we definitely have to change. And because we are um, solopreneurs and we right. do things you know, for ourselves, we t- want to keep up and make yeah. sure that we're, you know, our talents are, you know, we're not going, I'm not going back to school for anything else per se, but I do take mm-hmm. courses. I do read a lot. So I still want to stay abreast of that and you know, provide those services to you know, clients that I do have and then newer clients, because we have to go after those new clients. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's definitely key. Staying in the space of lifestyle publicists, you know, we talk about, you mentioned that, you know, being a lifestyle publicist, especially in this day and age with social media, people only think you're credible when, you know, you're working with a celebrity or somebody that people know. Talk to me about that. (laughs) Uh, How do you feel about that? Because... I get oh, that we, you know I may not work with the Beyonces of the world, but my clients are still valuable and they still have some a story to tell, but sometimes it's hard the pitches mm-hmm. are hard, and I think we work harder than many when we don't we have an unknown
1: mhm and that that is very true um because people like we people don't realize like we're pitching all day, and I tell my clients just because. You don't hear from me right now. That doesn't mean I'm not working. I'm trying to sell you. Like, I'm trying to sell <laughs> your story out there because you're right. You're not a Beyonce. Um, yeah, it's kind of nerve-wracking and irritating. Like, what people see, because um, you and I both, you know, had a, a moment. we both worked with Vivica, like, that was good for an event or something where we do cross mm-hmm. collaborations with other publicists, which is always a blessing to collaborate. Um, but people, if they saw me sit standing next to a celebrity at my photo op, moments they're like oh she is don't killing a game right but if i put somebody else it's like oh that's cute as <laughs> the as versus are- what
0: the likes will be right like how many people give you the thumbs up or the likes you're like wait a minute i just put out this big old campaign that garnered mm. this in my book like my clients were happy and i only got like mm-hmm. you know x amount of likes but as soon as you put that celebrities like oh you know her right I work with her we're not best buddies this is my job right, right? that's what they want to see
1: or they think cause you're in a picture with them that you got their money. No ma'am, no sir. Like <laughs> <laughs> That was a day.
0: Like, was exactly, <laughs> right? That was just a, a moment in time and it's back to you know life, Damn. back to square one. Mm-hmm. and do what you need to do for the next client. And then what about mm-hmm. the clients that you have that just say you do have a star quality client, but then you have your other business clients, but they want the same thing.
1: Oh my goodness, goodness. come on. You, you, <laughs> let me tell you something, That is, whew, that is the most aggravating, frustrating part ever. And you know, I think someone put, I can't even remember who put this up, but is it fair that, you just don't share your social media with your clients. Mm -hmm. Like you understand what I'm saying? Because like I can have a client and they're looking at me with, you know, Joe Schmo. Okay. And then they all up in a hizzy because they want what Joe Schmo has. Well, you're not paying what Joe Schmo is paying. So you're not going to get that. Or how come, I can't get that same treatment. It's just, it's just, you, we love what we do. I just want to say this out loud, but we're exhausted by the egos. And that's really the bottom line to all of this. Um, And it's even the people who are, are leveling your line of work or or how hard you work. Um, They just don't understand that. As you said a few minutes before, we have to do more work for the unknown to make them known we have to we have to make their story relevant and we also have to make them um you know just we have to twist their story around so the pitch will sell is really what i i'm really trying to say i just as so many of us that are working with phenomenal clients but we're not getting the nods or the accolades because they're not an a-list client all the time And what do you do to combat
0: that, right? So not in terms of like, you know, the pitching and all that. We know we have to do that. We pitch all day, every day. We throw, you know, stickers at walls and things just fall. We get a lot of no's. But how do you communicate that to that said client that has that complaint? Because they're very like, I want it now. Um, How come? Why not? Look at this. Look at this person. What is the conversation like with those clients? Because you want to keep that client. You got, you know, you, you bid for it or you, you know, you went after them for a reason or they came to you for a reason as well. So what's the conversation like?
1: So that's a really, really, really good question. I've had both ends of the spectrum where I've had clients who just understand, you know, I tell them, I say, you know, um, not everything. And it's funny. We said Beyonce, like not everything is a Beyonce. Some things are a shot. Some things are Layla Hathaway, like, it's just, (laughs) I like your categories, (laughs) right? For me, I'm just like, you want something that's timeless, but the only reason why they're timeless is because they've always been there. Right. Like if you want something that's like all of a sudden you're going to get this attention, then you have to have all of a sudden attention news you yeah. know and if you don't have that then we're trying to teach people how to treat you right. we're trying to tell your story I, and i say this i've said it earlier like you're dating your community hey i'm such and such and they're like oh, okay i've seen that post before then you it's the repetition and mm-hmm. then you're 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 growing the trust and so i have to break it down to them in kindergarten layman turns and do they always accept it no they get in their feelings and then they want to stop. Okay. And, and how do I handle it? Well, it's up to you. It's in my contract. You got 30 days. You know? like if you're, not, you're not happy. Like I have to shift it, but I have been blessed right now with the clients that I have. Um, well, I would, uh, they get it. You understand it. They, they cool. get it. Some of mm-hmm. them don't get it. And I've had colleagues who,
0: have told me they've had to fire clients because right. enough was enough. You know what I mean? Because it's sometimes borderline, um, you know, the, the words that have been told, like the people don't know too that there's an, I don't want to call it an abusive side, but sometimes emails that come across is like, why, how yes. come, um, yes. you know, and it's like, what, they come with the graphics, they'll come with, you know, their receipts, like this person did this. I feel yes. like I should have the same thing. And sometimes you have to fire your client.
1: And, you know, and so this goes back to the question you had a couple of minutes ago about the type of clients that have, mm-hmm. okay, so let me, let me make something clear, right now, I'm working with um, a community center, right, and the community center is growing, so they, um, they're the, pre- they're the person that respects the Sade, okay, <laughs> they, they understand, but they, they know, that
0: they know what lane they're in, right?
1: They understand what lane they're in because I, b- because here's the thing is what I've taught myself over these hiccups of the abuse. You hit that nail on the head and getting rid of the client or ending the contract or letting them in the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, is that I had to ask them, Michelle, what are your expectations? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is the reality of it. Now, if you want something, boom, 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 that's marketing. I'm not the person that you want. This is a long, slow process because I'm teaching, you don't even have a brand. I'm trying to build your brand so people can want to see your brand and trust your brand and then follow you. So we can either not do this. You can either look for someone who is a brand manager, get your brand, get some access going Mm -hmm. and then come back to me. Like I have to really kind of be frank with it because I've been abused way too long. I'm not going to go from you know, one to another. I'm not going to chase the dollar. You let right. your work come to you. And I've been blessed now that people are asking for me. But when they come to me and want the whole thing, and they only got a hundred dollars, girl, bye. I'm not I'm done doing it. <laughs> that. Yeah,
0: you don't.
1: You don't want me. You could do it yourself.
0: Exactly. That's what you want. You want a DIY. <laughs> and uh, what is it? D-Y, You know, do it yourself situation. And you can definitely go and Google that. You can go on a YouTube and access that. But if you want my expertise and the knowledge that you, and first of all, if you seek me out, then you saw what I can do. So then you can't And here now I'm putting out a proposal to you and this is what I'm recommending. So it's recommendations. And if you want other things, we can talk about those. But once we're in it and things are, you know, and you Mm -hmm. want more way too soon than expected or you're Mm -hmm. looking at your quote unquote, your other colleagues or people that are in the same, you know, business as you and you're not getting the same thing. They got to mm-hmm. step back as well and see what they're doing and how we can do this together. You mm-hmm. know what I
1: mean? Mm-hmm. So
0: that's another mm-hmm. hard pill to swallow for some clients. They don't understand. They don't, first of all, they don't understand what PR is. So they don't. So that's mm-hmm. a communication right there. So, and I do this as well. And I got this, Um, who did I get this from? Tim. We know Tim. And before uh-huh. he takes a client or- you know, I was just about to say that. So go ahead. Cause I know yeah, what you're about he, to say. You blessed out, me with that. He mm-hmm. sends them, um, you know, a whole list of stuff, what you want, how you want it. And he shared that with me. And I tweaked a little bit for clients, but I want to know, why do you a want- pre-consultation A pre-consultation form. Yep. Pre-consultation and there's a fee for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that pre-consultation form, I want to mm-hmm. know everything. Let's lay it on so we can discuss it because I want to see how big your dreams are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I want to see what's definitely, you know, what we can accomplish. And then Mm -hmm. all the stuff in the middle, because there's stuff in the middle that people forget about. They just go from point what they want and how it's Mm going to end. What about Mm -hmm. the middle? What about Mm -hmm. all the stuff that takes you to get to that big, you know, and there's going to be wins along the way to lead you there, but they forget about all that. So in that pre-consultation, people have to listen and they have to, and then you have to like come to terms with them and probably knock them off, chip them down off that pedestal Mm -hmm. and tell them this is the reality though.
1: Mm-hmm. And baby, let me tell you, Michelle, let me, I'm going to tell your audience, Michelle blessed me with that form because I looked at that thing and I was like, Michelle, it's a lot of questions. She's like, if they're not going to fill it out, they ain't serious. I was like, snap, you right. <laughs> that- that was so accurate. People were like, do I need to fill? Yes, you need to fill the form out. If you don't fill the form, it's on my website to this day. Thank oh, you, wow. Michelle. I, I still use that thing. You gave it to me two years ago. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes I do. I'm not playing. I'm. It, it just, it just knocks down those who are serious because some people just want that free 15 minute and yep. then that's it. But just like you gave a shout out to Tim, I'm gonna give a shout out to you know. Antoine who's in Philadelphia he's another amazing um publicist and he would always say to me Portia you're just too nice (laughs) you're you're too nice in the middle of that 15 minute you just cut him off and say what's your budget and I'm like okay you know Antoine Johnson is just that he's like what's your budget okay I can't work with that right and that's it and sometimes you just have to be frank have to be
0: that blunt and even let's say you do want to work with this client I'm gonna tell you what I can do for that budget. And then we're going to grow.
1: Yeah, that's true too. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: so, and I've ever had that experience and it's worked out or they get what they needed and then it's okay. I'll come back to you. Cause sometimes people, you know, I understand people just don't have the budget for the whole kit and caboodle and that's mm-hmm. totally understandable, but I'm not going to sell myself short in the dollar and then I know Porsche, I know what I'm going to do. I know I'm going to be up. I know I'm going to be working. I know I'm going to be grinding and I do not want to have the moment where I'm like, "Ugh, I put all this work and then, you know, I don't want to have those moments. So I'd rather step back and say, okay, for this, this is what we can do. Let's start. This is phase one. I'll put you into phases if you need me to.
1: Right. Right. You know? Yeah. We've talked about, we've talked about that too, you and I, and so, um, it's, everything is, you have a specific package for different people and but what's your low what's your low ball what's your bottom number like I can't go past that so yeah you bless me thank you
0: you are so welcome (laughs) (laughs) and this is like I mean I don't know about you it's a passion for me and I thought I had lost the passion for PR some time ago and I don't know if we talked about that you know in our little conversations but I wanted to quit I was like I'm over it I'm done Mm-hmm. Because this is just too taxing, and then you know the clients weren't that I were getting weren't all that great, they would stop, they would go, and I'll put all this in you know energy into it, but i I have a resurgence of energy for it so you know what about has, have you lost the passion? How do you keep the passion going for this field because it's stressful
1: i think um and that's so accurate because the the people can make it stressful, not the passion for what we do. Um, but I will say the fact that I too can jump from doing an event uh, doing, I'll go from doing an event, just doing social media uh, for the, for the client, or if I'm going to just do straight, you know, pitching writing press releases for them, or more importantly for me, what has drawn my passion even stronger Michelle is I have um PR consultations. Okay. The PR consultations keep me true to myself. And they're paid consultations. Mm-hmm. But it makes me um tap back into my why. Okay. And because if a person is calling me or setting up an appointment for my expertise. You know, n- now is the time even more so to have these consultations. I can't afford to spend X, Y, and Z, but I have this amount of money. Okay, well, I can have two consultations for you this month for that price, and I can help you strategize. And then they feel refreshed. And guess what? So do I. Because right. I feel like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. You know, I, I feel like I never lost that, but people make you want to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> not with you no more and another thing too um a a couple of publicists you know you know too they have one and dones i'm a hand holder i get told off by my colleagues all the time y'all are like why are you got that person so long um but if they want a a six month or a year contract i'll honor it but a lot of people because of what you just asked me they have one and dones you have two months and you're done that's how some people keep being, you know, refreshed. But for me, I think the consultations keep me refreshed and I am visiting some one and dones. Don't think I'm not. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Listen, but it depends on the
0: one and done, right? Like if it's, if it's the one and done is like, say a high profile person and you know that as soon as you pick up the phone or you send an email, things are going to be rolling. It's different than mm-hmm. somebody that's an up and comer that, because nothing happens in Two weeks, nothing happens in three. No, weeks. it doesn't. If that time frame, mm-hmm. you are still putting there. You know, if they, what if they don't have all the stuff that you need? What if they don't have a bio, a website, an so EPK, that, you know, all
1: that stuff? All yes. that
0: stuff. So that the, the you know approval process all that within those three we could just still learning you know it in any job isn't there um what do you call it downloading phase or uploading or upstart whatever it's called mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there's uh-huh. always those phases and I think we should handle those the same way so I'm not um I don't have anyone in duns. but if it's somebody that says listen if Beyoncé calls <laughs> which she won't because right. she has the best publicist in the world yes, but she somebody does. of that caliber <laughs> comes along and says, you know what, I'm putting out something right now during this time, and I need somebody, some quick and dirty stuff, boom, let's do it, and I know I can call five people right now Them mm-hmm. i do that, because I know, you know, it's going to take off, but I can't offer that to someone else, because it's a, it's a wave, this ebbs and flows, I have to get people to understand who you are, and what this product is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a process, and people don't want to work the process sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know, another thing t- to as a person who is, um, you know, the solo CEO entrepreneur, what I have is I, I, I don't have staff anymore. You know, that's taxing because that's money coming out of your pocket. And with yeah. my life that was flipping and changing, I couldn't have that. But what I have done, and I will offer this in this podcast to you and to whomever else is, is listening, you know, God put it on my heart one day. I was like, God, I need help. I'm going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Portia, you need subcontractors. Yeah. And I was like, I set up a set subcontractors. So that kind of helped me. Um, even if with these one and dones, I have a, you know, copywriter, I have a graphic designer, yeah. I had a videographer, I have a brand manager. Like I have those people I can call and be like, team, this is what it is, this is their budget, and click, 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 I cut it out, I'll divvy it up, the project is done. And I think, honestly, that has been my saving grace.
0: Another area I wanted to talk to, we talked about this earlier when we, before we got on a call, but talking about that um, gray area about marketing and branding yourself. And I was explaining to you that that's where I am now in my phase of branding PR Girl Rant. Um, so talk to me about, you know, have you had any struggles with it and how are you working through that?
1: Um, absolutely. Um, so for those who don't know, uh, if you hashtag Google Porsche (laughs) Hargrove. That name's gonna pop up everywhere. Well, (laughs) I have had a life change. I am now Portia well back to uh Porsche Green. So Porsche Green, PR Porsche Green is now really the push that I'm doing for rebranding. So with that, um I have so many different, um, platforms that I'm moving out. Like I too, I, I don't have it right now, but I had a podcast and it was purpose PR agency radio. Mm-hmm. Um, and that podcast was one platform and, you know, having people sponsor that was the stream or income as well as marketing myself. But now because of my life change, I am more, um, being purposeful on who i am and so i ha- have a new uh platform of purposeful porsche what is the challenges is because let's go back to like i said in 90 the 90s and prior to the publicist has always been in the background we've always been the one wearing black on a red carpet behind the client we've always <laughs> been the one doing all of the magic in the back trying to put yourself in the forefront now um You have to market yourself so the businesses can come, so the money and the business can come to you. Mm -hmm. But it's such a gray space because you are a business. You have to market your business, Michelle. That's just the bottom line. But you have to be oh so careful that you don't get caught up where you're in front of your client. Right. So is it difficult? Um, Yes and no. No, it's not difficult because... Purposeful Portia is a totally different platform outside of public relations. Okay. Um, and it's health and wellness and Portia green is just the new name for Portia Hargrove. Is it uh, difficult? Yes. Because I'm oh so careful. I don't want to be, I don't want to be more of the same. I don't want to be another person in this public relations field that's on the red carpet, boosting themselves instead of their client. Right. So that's right, why I'm right. always like my head is tilted. It's it's about timing, and as if you guys hear um, on this podcast horns, someone's having a birthday, so they're going down my block <laughs> beeping horns. <laughs> so I just want to put that disclosure out there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's I think it's timing. I think it's how can you do it. I think that picture that we say we have. <laughs> the picture that we have standing next to that celebrity, you're marketing yourself and you're marketing that client. Yes. That That's one. Or if you are talking about your organization, your business, you're marketing that organization and business and you just so happen to be the CEO speaking on its behalf. Right. I don't know. How do you feel? I just feel like it's a catch, catchy, gray area. And it's
0: like, it's a catchy gray area, but I found that I have to do it. I had, you to, have, to. You have right. to, I had a guest that talked about the brag bag, the brag the brag bank. Like you have to talk about yourself because they're, how are people going to know? And I'm thinking about what comes to mind, you know, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, who, whatever he wants to call himself today, you know, he was all in front of the camera. That was his personality, right? Yes, he was, but if he yeah. did not do that, if he did not do that, would he be the same Sean Puffy Combs we know today? Absolutely not. People laughed. Yeah. He didn't care. Mm-hmm. And that's the key we can't. And I realize that like, I can't always think what are people going to think as long as I'm doing it tastefully. And tastefully, like, you just, yeah. like you just said, the fine line and not crossing that line. I'm not putting out a picture with, you know, Oprah Winfrey and saying, I work for Oprah. I'm going to put in my caption and thank God for captions, right? Mm-hmm, my mm-hmm, caption mm-hmm. And my story is going to be map unlimited at an event produced by or whatever. You have to give credit where credit is due and make sure it's clear. Absolutely. I think that's where, and I've we've seen this a lot, where people just put up a <laughs> bunch of photos and say, I do PR, or I do marketing, or I'm an event production, I produce this event. And when you peel back the onion, they mm-hmm. had probably nothing to do with that event, but show uh-huh. up.
1: Right, right, right. And absolutely right. So
0: mm-hmm. I, yeah, so I find that that's the way I've maneuvered it. And now I'm looking in my archives, I'm taking out photos. I'm like, Michelle, put this up there. You know, what I'm saying? and, and make, make fun of it in a sense that like I do have a, a photo with Oprah and I'm pulling her arm. I put that mm-hmm. up there and my mm-hmm. caption was ushering o- Oprah to the red carpet because that's what I was doing. But I was holding her elbow like, listen, lady. Mm -hmm. You got to move, you know what I mean? But that's my job. And anybody like yourself that knows me, they Mm -hmm. know, that, and you know Mm -hmm. that I'm doing my job. So, you know, and that's the next thing. Like, who's Mm -hmm. really doing these things behind the scenes when you see in these photos? Like, who are the real publicists out there? Who are the real market, you know, marketers? Mm -hmm. Who are the real event producers? And we know who those people are. We don't call them out, but we know. So I definitely, my, you know, word is bond. My name is like, you know, my think, I can't mess up my name. So I'm going to only put things out there that yep. I can, you know, vouch for and that nobody's going to call me out. Cause that's the worst. I don't be like, girl, <laughs> we didn't really do that. And then somebody yes. puts to in a comment because now people can comment. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's why I said too, like, you know, one thing you and I both do is we give credit and reference to anybody that we call collaborate with that's another thing too like i can be helping another person at an event you Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i put that out there or even like i said having media as my clients i'm there with them definitely definitely and Um, i love so i have the opportunity because i'm with them to yeah just to be like i i never what 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 good is it because everything you've tried to build can be ruined in a microsecond second off of a lie, Right. (laughs) And so for me, it's like, it's not even worth it. And it's like, um, but that's, that's that whole gray area. But like you said, thank God for captions because people, like I said, they'll come up to you and be like, Oh, I saw you with such and such. I was like, yeah, I just took a photo with him. Like, like, but it drew your attention to come to me, you know? Um, but it is hard but i i i stand behind you we have to do it we have to be puffy all in the videos because because i'm going to want us to to do their stuff
0: yep and i'm going to stay in my lane while doing it but i'm going to definitely brag brag and boast and then also bring my fellow you know colleagues up because also i want to make it clear that we can collaborate And not compete with each other. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. And I know
0: you spoke about that earlier. Um that you are talking to other publicists and seeing how you can collaborate with them because there's enough for everyone. And I always Mm -hmm. talk about this with other, you know, other guests that I've had because I want to drive that in. That it's and especially at these times, of course, I can't do everything, nor do I want to. Right. So if you're an expertise in it or I know that you can do this quicker than I, I would definitely call upon your expertise and your knowledge to help me out so we can collaborate and not compete and if I do a project with you I'm going to say especially if I'm like you know and I've done this quite often Mm -hmm. produced by you know this company Mm -hmm. and I was on the team right
1: exactly exactly on the team (laughs) you know I I just think, you know, even just how you and I met, you know what I mean? At an event in DC for your client and my client was there. with. Oh, Let's talk about that because
0: Portia, you were so, and we had a little moment, you know, you called me and you were like, I just want to let you know X because I was just like, wow, (laughs) a lot of publicists wouldn't call them to tell them that a client
1: (laughs) is is bidding for you. Right.
0: Had reached out. And I was just like, I looked at the phone, like, Yo, this is what sisterhood is about. This is what you know respect is about. And I you just brought me back to that day when we had that conversation.
1: Yeah, I've had, um, and thank you for that. I ha- I have had that happen to me a lot of times. And I and I'm I would say for me, thanks for the interest, but I know how fickle and finicky and flighty clients can be because mm-hmm. if they're not getting what they want they throw their toys have a temper tantrum in the middle of the floor and then go somewhere else so they can get quick results and we the, they don't people don't realize our circle is so small it's so many of us mm-hmm. but we, if we don't know you directly we've heard of your name or we've seen your work and that has happened to me numerous times and every single time i pick up the phone to the publicist and i'm like, listen. I just want you to know why because I don't ever want that to happen to me and I'm not saying it hasn't happened I'm not saying that maybe a client went somewhere else and went with another publicist that's on them but for me it's a, it's about integrity it's yeah. about character and I, I always feel that collaboration is so much more stronger than competition what good is it what good is it when we can do this together I think it would be more phenomenal if we we paired up instead of trying to <laughs> scratch each other's eyes out i just exactly. I, don't, I don't get it i don't like it i don't get it and that's kind of how a lot of people truthfully michelle know me is because i give to people yeah. and that's just my personality i give and i don't really want anything i just want you to know yeah. that there are some good people out here you know i had
0: never received that phone call from a pub- publicist before and from then on, i was just like wow and when I spoke to him, I said, do you know Portia? He's like, yeah, she's good people. And I was just like, yeah. And I told him the story and I was just like, okay. And then it's funny, like that client, you know, love them. They're fine. We stayed mm-hmm. together until we didn't,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: all the love. Um, but at the same time, it's like, what makes you think that, well, there are some people that won't talk or won't say anything, but I'm going to see if you decide one day to say, you know, Michelle, I no longer want to work with you. And then three weeks later, you're with somebody else. I know what happened. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, a five-year-old where I'm going to throw a tantrum about it, but that me, you know, if sh- that had happened, I would have been like, wow. And I never brought it up to that client. I never said anything. And I just mm-hmm. kept our friendship because. <laughs> yeah,
1: Some things aren't worth it. It's, it's, it's always good to have that card in your back pocket. That's mm-hmm, just how I look mm-hmm. at it. It wasn't anything to to tear anybody apart, but just keep the card in your back pocket because if they can do that to you off of one thing, they can do it to you for many things. And that's, that was kind of really what it was about. Like, just keep your, just keep your third eye, y'all. Like, and just- And <laughs> I think that's
0: exactly what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Um, so now that we are in this COVID, our new word, the new word of the season is pivot. Yes. Talk to me about how you're doing that. I know you, you're doing, you have multiple streams of income and talk to me how you're doing that as a publicist. I think you alluded to it before, but let me know, you know, talk to me about like what you're exact, like, exactly doing and how you're going about it and um, how, you know, tips for me doing that and anybody else who wants to like, you know, venture out.
1: Um, so yes, pivot is such a strong and um, intentional word for right now. And I and I appreciate that word being floating around, I should say. Um, people are upset about this whole COVID thing, but I think it's a time that you know, we always like, oh, 2020 is my year focus. And you know, vision, eh, eh, eh. but we didn't know how it was going to come, right? Well, right. God shut it down, didn't he? And it was enough for us to sit still and focus, you know, and really put our stuff in order. And what I realized is that even though I have a few clients on my Rasta, which could be multiple streams, if my contract's in today, then what do I have? So, Porsche, you've done for 20-something years. You've always made, you know, uh, spa treatments and scrubs. People want to buy that because they can't get a massage right now. So, bloop, there's one there. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then I have um, I teamed up. This is what we're talking about. Collaborating. Oh, Michelle, it just it just does so much for people's self esteem, their spirit, their inspiration. Just to collaborate with another person in your field mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. try to think a little bit differently. So yes. I'm collaborating with um, publicist Crystal Coleman out of Miami, and she and I have a you know great relationship. And, you know, she came up to me about this total life changers, TLC products. And I'm like, well, I'm not the only one sitting up in here eating all this food. I need to lose this weight, y'all. So (laughs) so if it was health and wellness and it went along with Purposeful Portia, then I'm going to, if I'm going to buy something to, to lose weight, I'm going to, you know, introduce it to other people for health and wellness. And Mm -hmm. if they want to purchase it, they can purchase it. If they they want to sell along with me and make this bag, then come on, let's do it together as a team. So that was another stream of income. And then, you know, for me, it was just planning. What do I want to do outside of this, this whole, this whole sit down, be quiet stage in my life. And I realized <laughs> that I wasn't investing in myself. Mm. I was, I'm an empty glass trying to pour out to others. And I'm, that's what's getting me exasperated, tired, frustrated, pissed off in that because I'm giving, 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 giving to all my clients they are pulling me, they're calling me. I have, I have three phones and a watch. That's way too much access. What? Oh, uh, we'll talk about that later, but yes, I do. I have three. <laughs> it was, you have my Jersey number, but then I have mm-hmm. a number in Delaware where they have an iPhone and I have a galaxy and I have a watch. Like I have all this stuff because I want my, my thing is I want it to be accessible to my clients. But what I forgot to do, Michelle, was to create boundaries. And so now you're texting me and calling me on Sunday and I'm trying to be with my kids. I, I did that. So now I'm in the stage of teaching people how to treat me. Yeah. Um, So this is a part of my 2020 pivot. I'm trying to change not only my name, not only my streams of income, but how I need you to respect and value me, my brand and my business. Love it.
0: I love it. And you have to do that for yourself. Like no one's going to do that for you. Like you said, treat, you know, teach people how to treat you. Excellent. Yeah, you have to. Wow. You're, you're definitely at that. You sound Zen right now. Just, just saying it.
1: Honey, I got sage burning while we're talking. (laughs) 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 I am smudging while we're talking right now. I've been, I've been meditating. I've been sound bathing. Oh my God. That has sound bathing. What's that? Okay. So you have to do it. I'll send you the link when we're done. Sound bathing is basically high form of meditation music. Okay. And it's kind of almost like stereo sound, and so it's like the singing bowls from Tibet. Yes, have like the rain, and so what it does is it puts me in a place of peace, euphoria, and calmness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I sent it over to a couple of friends who have been, in all fairness, dealing with insomnia because they're thinking about their money, their life, their business, their family, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They can't sleep, and um, it has forced. Me to meditate has forced me to think about myself. That was a major pivot for me because you know, going through so many life changes, I couldn't focus. And um, you know, it's it's imperative to change yourself around before you you drown. Yeah. So down bathing was just an audio sense of meditation. Wow sounds amazing. Yeah. I'll help you sleep too. Oh, good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I have these, um, three statements and I want you to, um, finish them. The first one is the best advice
1: I ever received was. Portia, you can never go wrong investing in yourself. Okay. The next one
0: is I knew I was committed to my career choice. When?
1: When I quit my job doing public relations and marketing for someone else and I'm doing it for myself.
0: Okay. Something most people don't understand is?
1: Something most people don't. It's okay to make mistakes. Those mistakes, those so-called failures are teachable moments and they make you a stronger, better you. I
0: love it. Beautifully said. Any final words or tips or
1: suggestions for the people? Don't give up. Um, just because it's a slow process does not mean quit. You have to keep, if if you don't believe in yourself, then it's, it's not going to work. You can't, like you said earlier, you can't worry about what other people say. You just have to do it. And you know, you too are our brand. And I tell everyone, um, Public relations is a long story, but as far as your brand is concerned, I always tell people when you walk in a room and when you walk out of a room, whatever anybody's sitting around whispering about, that's your brand. So make sure you you work walking in purpose because they will drag you (laughs) or they will compliment you.
0: Right. And that's coming from purpose. What is it? Purposely
1: purpose purpose PR agency. Love it. Tell us one more time where we can find you. So, I have uh, three platforms actually. So, you can find me on Purpose, PR, Agency. You can find that on Facebook as well as um, Twitter and Instagram. Um, If you're looking just for Purposeful Portia, which is speaking about inspirational speaking inspirational living um wellness mindfulness you can find me on instagram at purposeful porsha that's p-o-r-s-h-a and if you're interested in transforming your life mind body soul weights or energy you can find me at queens in health on instagram beautiful and my website is purposepragency.com can't forget that
0: and i'll definitely put all this stuff up as well Thank you so much, Portia, for joining me today. I really appreciate our conversation. It was like, you know, we didn't skip a beat, like how we talked on the phone. And uh, we just got to do
1: this more often. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love you, Michelle. I'm so, so proud of you. I really am.
0: Thanks again, Portia, for joining me today. It was great chatting with you. I love hearing all about her passion for PR and how she continues to keep it fresh and not get bored. Also about her pivot during these unprecedented times. She decided to do something outside of the PR work she does on a daily. She chose to shift into health and wellness with her new company, Purposeful Portia. Helping herself and others with self-care and self-love is a priority for her and it's so needed at this time. Thanks again, Portia, for sharing your journey. And thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, bye.